Time now for the rural news with Andrew McRae. Andrew, farmers on the west, on the east coast, I should say. Wild weather, how are they coping with that? Uh, Kia ora, Giles. Well, resilience is certainly being tested in Tairawhiti and Hawke's Bay once again as another storm blasts them. Some roads across the region are closed or have restricted access due to flooding, landslides, slips, silt or dropouts. Sandra Matthews farms with husband Ian at Rere, inland from Gisborne. She says over 200 millimetres of rain has fallen over the last few days and seeing slips everywhere is very distressing. Ian went for a ride yesterday morning and he came back extremely distressed. You know, there was water running over culverts, over crossings. He was trying to get sheep over water um, that was over tracks and things like that. It was, it was a distressing time for him as a sheep and beef farmer. So, yeah, it's not great, but hey, we'll get through this. She says cyclones hail and Gabriel earlier this year left a trail of destruction and she's fearing the same again. This one has really hammered. It was just relentless yesterday and the day before and it's come down very, very quickly, very, very strong. Um, and I think, you know, Ian and I were talking last night because we have no power at the moment and we were talking last night that um, we actually think that we've been hammered more this time from this rain event than we were in Gabriel. We're in hill country. We're classic East Coast hill country. So we're just saturated, the water's running off, it's taking the land with it, and it's really distressing to see um, our whenua in, in this situation. Sam Hain farms sheep and beef at Pehiri, 50 kilometres west of Gisborne. He says it's as wet as it was earlier in the year when he lost several kilometres of fencing with floodwaters going through his wool shed and covered yards. It's been a, it's been a slow process to get it all fixed up again, and I don't think we've got anywhere near that sort of damage this time around. I won't say we're fortunate, but um, I think we're probably, um, as most people are, a bit better equipped to um, to handle it. Um, With the power outages around, I think there's a lot more generators around to cope. So, yeah, the resilience in the community is a lot higher than it was during the cyclone. Have you been out and about this morning? I haven't been too far yet. We can see our flats and the water is going off the flats. Um, it was at its deepest point over the road, the water would have been a couple of metres deep, whereas now it would be less than a metre deep over the road. Uh, on the farm, there is a few new slips, a few new slips across tracks. And as I say, at the moment, the worst thing is is that fixing them is probably going to make more mess than they created almost. So um, Because um, there's just not the drying now to, um, to give the opportunity to do any fixing. Over to Wairoa, where an arable farmer is seriously concerned heavy rainfall will once again bring down forestry slash from neighbouring plantations. Maize grower Alan Newton says he can see the land is changing as a result of persistent rain and the spread of exotic pine plantations over the past few years. The ground is extremely wet at the moment, and if we get a bit of wind, there will be trees going down. Within this forest, there's quite big gullies that have started tipping over, and once you get a hole in a, in a plantation, it starts to grow. It keeps growing until it's an acre or a hectare or more, and you're getting 20 or 30 trees tip over in the same sort of weather span. So there's great big areas of trees that are just going in gullies and just tipping their way down until the gully gets pulled to the top. As they're breaking down, that wood is coming down into our place now, causing problems on our flats. There's enough wood so we can't cultivate those flats anymore. A flat, highly productive land. That's Wairua farmer Alan Newton. The Horizons Regional Council says it's still unknown where a wallaby found dead on a road nearly two weeks ago in Ruapehu district came from. 
It was the first time a wallaby, which is an introduced pest, has been discovered in the region, and detected dogs have been used to see if there are any more, but there's been no sign. There are hundreds of thousands of wallabies nationwide, concentrated in Rotorua, South Canterbury and Otago. Environment manager Craig Davey says while eradication of wallabies is impossible, it's more about trying to maintain a level that can be managed. He says wallabies play havoc with production land and native biodiversity. So basically they're a very cute goat. Um, they will browse uh, seedlings in forests um, on farmland similarly. I mean, uh, one sheep um, or 10 wallabies. And 10 wallabies sounds like a lot, but the population density that wallabies will breed up to and exist on sort of scrubby farmland and just you know, dairy pasture or whatever, they may mow down a lot of grass. That's Craig Davey, and he says anyone seeing signs of wallabies must report it. Now to the sail yards, and from a very wet Hawke's Bay, we have an update from Suze Bremner of AgriHQ. So the east coast of the North Island and Bay of Plenty are horrendously wet, and unfortunately there is still more rain to come, which is really taking its toll on farmers and their stock. We are seeing some heavier cattle offloaded because of the damage they're doing to saturated paddocks. And fortunately, they are finding home for good values, which is at least something for these farmers. Recent results for traditional R2 steers at Fielding and Stortford Lodge have been good at $3.20 to $3.40 per kilo. At Frankton, R2 dairy beef steers have been selling for $2.96 to $3.03 a kilo. And what about the, the sheep markets? Well, we've seen more ewes coming out at the prime sales and as breeding options as more farmers get that scanning done. Now, though the mud and schedules are similar on both islands, the South Island prime ewes are actually mostly making $80 to $175 this week, while the North Island ones are a bit lower at $70 to $157. The breeding ewe market has been a bit hit and miss, to be honest, and a big sale at Tikawiti today will test that even further. And just to finish off, the store land market continued its downward trend this week as another $5 came off, um, $5 average came off most prices. So quality is really starting to be very mixed, though, as we start to head towards the end of that old-season land market. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. The Rural Support Trust says farmers need to treat themselves as they would a broken tractor when it comes to their own well-being. Mike Green, chair of the Taranaki branch, says rural people tend to mask their problems, causing them more harm than good. Animals are crook. You'll go and get the vet, but you know what do you do if you're not well yourself? You know a lot of people just bury it. It's a bit of slowing down, uh, even to the stage of doing a simple thing like making a list. Instead of trying to do ten things at once, you know have a list of ten things perhaps, and just do one thing at a time, and then you're actually achieving something in your own mind by ticking one off at a time. That's Mike Green, and you can hear more from him on Country Life tonight and tomorrow morning, just after seven. And Giles, that's the rural news for this week.